Hey everybody, welcome to the sandwich board where we're only good for two things, and that is throwing fireballs and falling off of stuff. Just falling in general. trick pony right there so it's, it's only two tricks that's it <laughs> two trick pony that's, that's all it's just two that's all one one trick pony there's two hey i'm the pickle bandit not the bandit and oh man it's been too 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 long since we've uh since we've checked in uh you know things get uh things get a little uh crazy and um Kids still say that, right? Krizazi? Michael, do they say that? Oh yeah, all the time. Okay. So we're going to start out uh, this show uh, with our sandwich board sides uh, with the piece that we like to call This Week in Pokemon Go. What is there to say? What's there to say about life? Ooh, ooh. Other than... We're calling out people. I didn't know we were going to drop the name. I know. Well, maybe cut that out. <laughs> um, bleep it. Can we bleep it? What is what is there to say about um, Smear for Guy? <laughs> <laughs> that hasn't been said about Iraq. <laughs> it's bombed out and depleted. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um yeah, so this is the first time where we've actually where not we because I was not out there, but where uh intern Mike and uh intern Mike's here by the way. Hello. <laughs> and, and I hope you speak loud enough because you're far away. Yeah, the, and they had to uh they actually had to report uh for the first time to Niantic because uh somebody was up can you was up to shenanigans and so they were spoofing. They were spoofing, which They're is spoofing. Uh it's when you are not near a gym but you take it over anyway because you use like um like a third it, party app. Yeah, illegal software to mm-hmm. cheat in Pokemon Go. And it is fairly common for people to be able to do this, and they can be just about anywhere around the world. And if they use this this application, they can be anywhere on the planet. Uh, any city, any town, any country, anywhere. So Smurfergeist uses it. Smurfergeist. he's been... I don't know, the bane of my existence, or actually the bane of intern Mike's existence. I think everyone's existence between Team Yellow and Team Blue, because this is something that he's trying to bully everyone out of their gyms. Uh, We've we've speculate that it's kind of like, I don't know, his shtick, his MO, that he Mm -hmm. wants to take over every single gym in an area. Mm -hmm. And even if you've had the gym for not even 10 minutes, he'll come in and he'll take it down. Even if he's had the gym for well over like a day. And granted, you only need 10 hours in one gym to get all of your daily coins. This dude's getting like five, maybe six gyms. Filling them with one Pokemon, keeping it in there for well over 10 hours. So it's not even about the coins for him. It can't be. It's it's he wants this territory and mm-hmm. like I personally feel like the fact that we've kept our gym yellow in mm-hmm. spite of his shenanigans, it's like drawn attention and he wants to do everything he can to make sure that like we don't get any other gyms. 
Right, because if you look at the map, you know, if you look at the GPS, you see this um, one island of yellow in this sea of red sometimes, or a sea of blue. Yeah, sometimes, okay, so what happens is red does their thing, they flex, and then blue tries to take us on because red is taking all the territory, but right. that's not how we roll right. in instinct. So, um, yeah, so it's the first time we've actually caught somebody uh, uh, cheating, uh, cheating their way. And, yeah, so things haven't changed And he just much. takes it and he, like, puts one big Pokemon in there. Right. Like a tanky Pokemon. Yeah, tanky Pokemon. Right, tanky meaning high HP, you know, can take a lot of uh, damage. Usually, you know, you usually have to use up some of your items to, you know, to, to, to get the job done. Um, you know, and I don't suspect, I suspect that nothing is going to change until probably closer to the, you know, end of this year where we're going to see kind of things, you know, get back to, uh, you know, the, kind of a more balanced, you know, environment around here. Well, supposedly once you can go and do raids together remotely, they're going to take away this whole, you know, uh, extra distance to getting in gyms, like... You know, twice the distance. Oh, are they? Yeah, supposedly. Oh, I don't know. Kind of a bummer. I've been, I've been really into. Really, that. you have because guess what? It's been mostly me and Michael that have defended this gym. Sorry for calling you out, but not sorry. Oh, all right. So, and that's been this week in Pokemon Go. <laughs> Um, so our second side uh, we're going to be talking about is, uh, well, I, I don't know how else to call this piece. Just, um, you know, we call it Two Trick Pony. Uh, I don't know. Basically, it happened last night uh, during a, a, a Smash Brothers uh, session. So to set, set the mood here, um, I'm going to play some Chuck Mangione. And, no. Um, <laughs> Why does it always go to Chuck Mangione? <laughs> Why not? What the heck? Uh, I was, What's up with that? I was thinking of something else. Uh, I It escaped me at this point. So I had, my brain had to just kind of went to that automatically. So and That's like the reboot, isn't it? Yeah. Last night, oh, last night, um, uh, intern star uh, you know, wanted to play... Uh, I game. wanted to try and play Four, Four swords. swords. Right. And we elected to, they elected to play Four Swords for the GameCube. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, the way Four Swords for GameCube uh, works is. On the Wii. Yeah, on the Wii. And it, it worked like this for GameCube is that you had one person on the regular GameCube controller and everybody else had to connect with their GBAs, their Game Boy Advances, because the big idea at that time was to kind of integrate, you know, Game Boy Advance and the GameCube, which were both, you know, Nintendo's consoles at the time. So in other words, we couldn't play it like that. They couldn't play it like that. No. So they had to do something else. So I wanted to play uh, Star Fox 64 on the Wii. We have an emulator for it. I so, don't know how to fly. Well, I mean, you could have been like ground troop. You could have been in a tank, you know. Mm -hmm. I digress. So we're trying to play it, and we're hooking up all the controllers, and it's just not working for some reason. So we go and play Smash Bros. for the N64. And for some reason... That N64 emulated game works with all the controllers, but Star Fox doesn't. It's all completely legit. There's no, like... It's virtual console. Yeah. It's all purchased. It's all perfectly legal, mm -hmm. as uh, the Little Caesars commercial says. Um, now, we're playing, and shenanigans start as soon as... Uh, the Bandita picks Mario. Well, you have to understand, at this point, Bandita is about 70% unconscious at this point. Yeah, she's laying down on the couch while holding the controller. She, she's, she's not there, 100%. And so intern Mike actually picks a character for her, puts the controller in her hand, 
and it says here you can be Donkey Kong and you could just you know press smash buttons. Donkey Kong wasn't fun. No. Okay. Yeah. So Donkey Kong DK didn't work out, and um, and in our original Smash Brothers, there's no environment where you can't fall. <laughs> To your doom. <laughs> That's why I don't like to play Smash Brothers. Right. Because um, I just fall. That's all I do. Right. And so. Just fall. <laughs> and so what ended up happening uh, a match later is, or two matches later, she switches to, uh, was it Mario? Yeah, Mario. Mario. Oh, yeah. And you can take it from here because you guys were playing. So the match went about like this. Uh, myself and Intern Star were playing the game like normal human beings. <laughs> Uh, you know, meanwhile, Bandita is just spamming the fireball over and over and over and over again until, until she falls off the stage, uh, to which her response is to continuously still fire the fireballs, not, not jump up, not do an upward smash. I don't know how to do it. All she did was just fireballs all the way down, respawns at the top, fireballs. And we're just like, can you do anything else? And she said, no, that's all I'm good for. I'm just, a touche boy. Just fireballs and falling off. That's all I can do. That's all I can do. That's all I can do. That's all I'm good for. That's what I do. <laughs> and so uh, after about uh, 30 seconds of this, Bandita starts laughing so hard. <laughs> So I've never, I've never heard Bandita laugh so hard in so long, in a many in a many a year. Um, Ow, still sore. Uh, right, and, and so uh, yeah. I can't really tell you why. Only that the idea of being, being a two trick pony. Normally, it's a one trick pony, and so I was special because I was a two trick pony. Oh, it hurts! Ouch! Owie! So we go on to the next round, and this time, stop doing fireballs. I'll pick somebody else. Pick somebody else. She picks somebody else. This time she picks Samus. <laughs> now I'm assuming that the same button configuration for the fireball is Samus's uh, mini bomb. You had to press down. <laughs> yeah. So now instead of only falling down and throwing fireballs, it's only falling down and bombing us. I just just bombed the whole time. It just bombed. She just would not stop. And I'm asking her, like, hey, you gotta stop spamming the bombs. Like, this isn't fun. Stop bombing me. And she looked me dead in the eyes, and, like, her eyes were glazed over, and she's like, can't stop. (laughs) That's all I can do. No, I gotta bomb you. And all the while, all you hear is, (laughs) Metroid bombs. And then my character's bouncing around in a ball with <laughs> explosions too. And I thought I was dying. And I kept falling. But that was the level where you're like... It's, it's acidic at the bottom. Yeah, it's like lava. <laughs> it's the, so there's it's the, the, half the stage yeah. you can fall off, but the other half of the stage, the floor is being consumed by acid. So you have to get to upper platforms. Now... Bandita didn't fall into the acid that much because she was too busy bombing and getting like a jump boost from the bombs. Meanwhile, myself and Intern Star are flying off the stage from the bombs, just being thrown off into the acid and exploding and dying. To the point where Bandita wins the round from the sheer amount of bombs that she dropped. And she's laughing hysterically... And she's about to pee her pants. I said, no, no, I'm going to pee myself. (laughs) While she was still bombing. She still didn't... I can't, I can't, I'm going to (laughs) pee. The threat of peeing her pants did not stop her, did not deter her from continuously bombing. No, no, no. I have a feeling that... I I was so shocked when I went to. (laughs) Because I didn't even know, I don't know how they judge who wins. 
I don't know. I can't like pick up items and use them. I can't do any of that. All I can do is all I can do is bar and fall. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> So, uh, so thank you for for sharing that story uh, with with us guys. Uh, uh, I appreciate it. Uh, oh man, man, oh man. So with that in mind, uh, we get to go to uh, to cheerier subjects, where we get to do um, for our main course. We have our better late than never review. Uh, which I like to call it. The last time we did one was the Better Late Than Never review of Captain Marvel, which was actually quite a while ago. And so uh, this is our Better Late Than Never review of WrestleMania 36, which was uh, so big that two nights could not contain it. I think that's what it was. Something like that. And like <clears throat> a quarter of the roster barely survived it. <laughs> <laughs> right. True. Uh, so it was hosted by uh, Rob Gronkowski. Uh, oh, the White Tiger. Yes. The White Tiger. Because it was awful, awful karaoke. <laughs> right. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm just going to run through this really quick. I, I, I'm, I got this uh, ESPN article in front of me. And we could talk about it or not talk about it. You know, I mean. It was said, it's done. Yeah. You know. There's a... Like I said, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna roll through this. I mean, there's two there's probably two bits that I know we want to talk about, and I'll just get to it. Um, so really quick, we have uh, once again, you know, because of uh, you know social distancing, uh, you know, things in place, uh, there was no audience at this WrestleMania. So <laughs> there was no takeover, <laughs> and there was no NXT takeover, which I was kind of bummed out about. Um, because we actually watch NXT. Yeah, right. We're cool kids. <laughs> and um, uh, so let's go ahead and take a look at the just the card real quick. We had uh, at the the, the why they have a kickoff show, guys? Why they have a kickoff show? There's nothing to kick off. They didn't have. They could have just done one big program. I don't get it myself. But yet Cesaro defeats Drew Gulak, which eh, I don't know. Nah, I know Drew Gulak was great. Uh, you know, has a great had a great program with Daniel Bryan, and that was really fun to watch. Um, Cesaro has you know historically been underutilized. Yeah, and all, he will perpetually, all the time, every time. Um, you had the women's tag team match with uh, Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross, and then the Kabuki Warriors, which I not wasn't happy about because it's you know. Once again, you know, Kyrie Sane and Asuka getting, you know, the short end of the kendo stick. Uh, you know, once again, as I, that's all I have to say about it. You? you, Anybody? Life is like a box of chocolates. All right, there we go. Um, we have Elias defeats King Corbin. <clears throat> um, eh, there, 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 was, there was stuff. There was guitars and stuff, and that's about it. It's a raw match. It was a raw match. And then you had, uh, this was a surprise to me, was Becky Lynch defeats Shayna Baszler in the, uh, the, the Raw women's match. I would have swore at this point, because Baszler was such a monster at Elimination Chamber, that you know she would be Becky Lynch's Brock Lesnar. It's right. gotta make the man look strong. <clears throat> I guess, but at what cost, right? I mean, you know, where do you go from there? I don't know, right? Let's see. We have the Intercontinental Championship. Sami Zayn uh, de defeats Daniel Bryan. Zayn retains, and and I, you know what? It's sad is because you know two years ago I would have loved to have seen this match. Let's see. It's probably due to what they've done to Zane's character. Yeah, pretty much. Let's see. Uh, ladder match. John Morrison. Oh, so what happened was Miz came to work sick. 
And uh, so basically, uh, the Usos got ticked off, uh, and uh, Roman Reigns uh, understandably backed out of his match. And um, anyway, so politics aside, basically, instead of like a really, like a spot fest that it could have been, like where you had a triple threat tag team match, it pretty much became just like three people and, you know, ladders. And it was okay, you know. John Morrison flipped around, Kofi Kingston flipped around, there were a lot of flipping around. But, eh, ladders are weird. When they make sounds in an empty arena, mm. it makes everything sound just, just empty and sad. Uh, Kevin Owens defeats Seth, Seth Rollins. <coughs> The Monday Night Messiah. Yeah, Monday, Monday might, Monday might, Monday might, I can't say it. Say it five times fast. Yeah. Monomena. Was crucified. That, uh, you know, Braun Strowman uh, defeats Goldberg. Uh, If I could sum up this match in like a sentence, it would basically be finisher, 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 finisher. No, just, just say it like it was. Just say it like it was. was spear, 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 spear. Attempt for jackhammer turned into power slam, power slam, power slam, and I think running power slam. Yes. And there that's it. The end. Sounds like a code to get extra lives. <laughs> Fiend. Um, I'm happy for Braun Strowman. I just, you know, yeah. Okay, so... Uh, so here we go. We have the Boneyard match, which... Uh... Uh, may I just point out that all our predictions of what the Boneyard match was going to be were wrong. No, <laughs> no. No candy bones, no ribs, no digging for bones. Well, I mean, I was the closest if you have to say something. Right, right. Uh, so... So I'm going to read this off because it's been about a week or so since we saw it. So so pretty much, uh, according to ESPN, so stylized segment began with a cut to a graveyard and a hearse pulling in. Wait, I just want to point yes. out, this was not a graveyard. This was the Golden Girls' backyard. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and a hearse pulling in. Druids, and I don't know where the heck the druids are coming from, pull the casket out. But it was Styles instead of The Undertaker comes out, fools everybody, ah, you know, saying, I'm ready. And then Undertaker comes, comes in, in his motorcycle gear, you know, no Kim American Rock. Badass. Yeah, American Badass. I, <clears throat> I have to say it, I can't, you know, that's just what the character is, right? You could be referring to a donkey. Right, exactly. A naughty, naughty donkey. Um, a donkey on the edge and he pulls into the graveyard uh, marches towards Styles. Uh, Styles says hey I dug up a grave for you and there's no referee to speak of and it's basically a buried alive match so they, they fought all over the property um, they ended up uh, on top of the hearse Under, uh, Undertaker cut himself and threw Styles was the first one to get thrown into not only did he cut himself, but he was like, no one makes me bleed my own blood. Right. <laughs> and he was, and so, and then, you know, put Styles into the, the, the grave and, you know. The no, I, wait, wait, wait. Hmm. What about, like, when he was, like, remember when Styles was, like, going to bury the Undertaker first? But then all of a sudden, the Undertaker, like a light, the Undertaker was behind him. That was amazing. Dude, I don't How know. did that happen? <laughs> magic, undead Undertaker magic. And what about when those? Um... Okay, was that after? Yeah, that was oh, so okay. after because he was the first one. Then what happened okay. is Gallows and Anderson oh, yeah. showed up, and um, they fought. Had a team of putties. <laughs> yeah, and then the team of like for some reason the barn that they were in front of the wall. Flips, breakaway walls. Breakaway wall flips down and the putties show up, right? <laughs> there are people like in that, um, I would guess it would be Party City's um, Reaper yeah, costume. Yeah, the Reaper costume. <laughs> or it looks like the end Not of... even the deluxe Reaper costume. <laughs> the bargain basement. Where you the have to buy where they everything. Just, they're just like one like 
mask away from Ninja. (laughs) (laughs) And a couple of, like, robes more, I guess. I don't know. It basically looks like Palpatine's fan club at the end of... No, failed clones. (laughs) Yeah, at the end of uh, the the Star Wars movie. Um, Okay, so, you know, they fight, and then the Undertaker, uh, you know, uh, you know... uh, gets attacked and he fights it off and then you know styles uh runs back and hits undertaker don't forget they keep saying they should like this is what you want yeah yeah he's always is this what you want old man is this what you want okay obviously what you asked for Uh this is what you asked for right and then uh, why are you hitting yourself why are you hitting yourself (laughs) That's what I felt like. Styles attacks him with a tombstone, not a pile driver, like an actual literal tombstone. Okay, um, so Styles uh, spears Undertaker through a fence. Uh, for some reason, after all that pain, he's like, "Look what you made me do! You made me break a finger." <laughs> and then there was that. Um, gosh, picks up a shovel. Attacks uh, Undertaker's back and uh, so we'll let's use see. A shovel? Okay. <coughs> we'll use a shovel. Undertaker falls into the hole after Styles says ashes to ashes, and then you know Earth Mover uh, buries the Undertaker, and then uh, then that's where the super the the Undertaker magic comes into play. Mm-hmm. So that's what happens. So, uh, basically, he pops... Oh, he's in... Remember? He's in the machine, right? And then it was, like, right behind him, Scooby-Doo yeah, style. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. The flashlight. Yes, that's where it happens. That wasn't set up at all. No, not at all. <laughs> Neither was the roof with the pyros. <laughs> well, that what that's what happened, right? They fought their way up to the roof where there was the pyros. And then, you know, Undertaker does a choke slam. You know, and then... That was murder. <laughs> I threw him off the roof. Out right. of something. <coughs> Broke his back, man. But So eventually, Styles <clears throat> ends up, you know, in the grave. Undertaker, you know, buries him with the yeah, machine. that was murder. That was murder. The uh, part that really just got me was, you know, at the end where you still see Styles' hand sticking out of the <laughs> ground. You talk about... Like, like a freeze frame with his hat. It looked like the front of somebody's house on Halloween. That's what it looked like, right? And then you have the Undertaker, you know, on his chopper with Metallica playing mm-hmm. uh, in in the background, and then like you know his symbol lights up in laser lights. Yeah, uh, that was also set up. Yeah, on yeah. Abandoned for, I guess, the Golden Girls <laughs> backyard. Back. Backyard shed. Right. And so, I, you guys liked it more than I did. Yeah. Um, you, you know, you were, I remember you guys were telling me this is kind of like, you know. Uh, no, I said that this was the Grave Digger match my brothers were always trying to recreate in the backyard with their wrestlers. This is what they were trying to do. <laughs> this is what they were picturing. All that time. In their minds. Yeah. That's what they were doing. <laughs> When they're digging holes in our lawn. Oh my gosh. <coughs> this is what they were trying to do. All right. Well, it's, you know, fantasy becomes reality, I guess. Yeah, that was the whole point of the match, mm-hmm. I think. Also, you know, what Star would say, hashtag broken Matt Hardy. <laughs> y- yeah. Yeah, I think it was kind of a, a take on, you know, the final, final deletion uh match which we're gonna get for the third time you know thanks to his return to uh wrestling so that's cool okay so that's the match i wasn't that crazy about it a lot of people uh were i wasn't a big fan of it but yeah i guess i'm in the minority okay you can agree with it or not but it was entertaining and it was like like, you couldn't look away. You <laughs> couldn't. I will... Okay, I will say this. It was captivating. It was... Even if it was not good, it was definitely, yeah, compelling. Because you yeah. just wanted to see where the crud this was going to go exactly next. And it made me wonder why they didn't do all the matches like this if they could. I mean, geez, they make movies... Right. And they had plenty of time. 
they could have made all the matches like that, like a movie, and that would have been cool. Yeah, I, I, as a, I don't. I but don't I did know. say like when it started, that it was like the lost episode of Renegade. <laughs> <laughs> when it started, you remember the show Renegade? Yes. yes. Starring Lorenzo Lamas, <laughs> he would always drive up on his bike, find a problem, fix it, then drive off on his bike again, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm 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 losing the other article, so I'm trying to find night two, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, it's like I can't find night two, but um, well, most of it is unremarkable. That's that's true. I, I'll go with that. So why don't we? Um, oh yeah, Drew McIntyre. Do you want to recap the Drew McIntyre ma- uh, match, Mike? Uh, sure. Yeah, it was. Uh... Gosh, it was like suplex, 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 F5, F5, F5. Then, no, 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 it was Claymore, suplex, 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 F5, F5. And then I think like Claymore, Claymore. And then it was over. <laughs> and that and that was and that was it. Okay, so I, I found it. I'm going to go through this really, really quick because... So kickoff show, Liv Morgan versus de- uh, defeats Natalia. In other words, Natalia puts over Liv Morgan. Natalia puts over everyone. <clears throat> Poor lady. Uh, so pretty she's undervalued, much. just like Cesaro. And then we have Char. Oh God, Charlotte Flair defeats Rhea Ripley for no reason whatsoever. It wasn't a bad match. Though. No, that's the, that's the thing. I mean, the match itself was pretty good, and they unbelievable. Squeezed... It was two people that looked like you give each other that hard of a time. Right, and you know they tr- they tried to squeeze out as much emotion out of this match that they could with no audience watching. I mean, they were trying their. I just wasn't that thrilled with the the end result. I because I don't know where the heck like charlotte doesn't need the rub uh at all i just don't think they've been very good about what they do with her either way so alistair black defeats bobby lashley no okay um then you have uh let's see my spirit animal otis uh versus defeats dolph ziggler that wasn't bad Beauty and the Beast. It was a beauty, and the, but basically, <laughs> it's 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 was it it's George the Animal Steel and Miss Elizabeth, Miss Elizabeth like part two, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I liked it. This is the best the best thing you can get to like a happy ending in a WrestleMania. I don't know. I thought it was kind of sweet, and it was you know it was definitely kind of a sentimental kind of favorite of mine. But you know, I'm very believable though. No, gosh, no. Um, then you have the last man standing. I think I was the last man standing because Michael went to his room, Bandita fell asleep, and I just barely stayed awake long enough to watch the end of this last man standing match between Edge and Randy Orton. It's making uh, me sleepy just thinking about mm-hmm. it. No, no, no. I went to I went to my room for the ladder match. I, I started <laughs> playing Skyrim during this. <laughs> No. All you, all it was was like two dudes, like two th- old dudes, two old dudes, you know, you know, uh, grunting and hitting each other and getting sweat and baby oil all over. And wonder what the cleaning bill is for that performance center truck. There's been two fights staged on top of that dang thing. Mm. Um. Yeah, there's not much else I want to say about it, just because it could have been special. It would have been better if they had a, like a regular match. Yeah. Because, you know, that kind of match, it really, you needed a crowd reaction for that. Yeah. If they were going to not have a crowd reaction, they should have just done it like they did the Undertaker match. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And plus, once again, Gargano and Ciampa had just Besides, you had that. two guys that have already done acting, too. Right, right, right. You figure. You figure. Mm-hmm. They've been both been in front of the camera. They know how to do things. They know how to hit their spots. They know how to, mm-hmm. you know, do stuff. And they should have taken uh, taken advantage of that. That was funny <sighs> when uh, Reddy Orton was in the chair. And then <laughs> and Edge, he didn't pull up and he swung onto him on the chair. Oh. <laughs> that was funny. Um. 
Uh, better than the part where Orton wrapped the wrapped the the uh, exercise bands around. No, we don't talk of that. Okay. That's a no. <laughs> That's a no. Um, t- Raw Tag Team Championship Street Profits defeat Angel Garza Austin Theory. Uh, there's nothing to it. I mean, it was it was a match that that was put together at the last minute, and I I can't even say much about it. Uh, didn't it set up a possible storyline with Bianca Bella? Yeah, I think that's the only thing that came out of it. Is it served to um, bring in Bianca Bel- Belair from NXT and. You know, Belair is one of those really good competitors that probably don't need a belt, you know, to, you know, succeed, uh, you know, to, to be moved up. It just sucks because I know she's going to get buried up there, unfortunately. Uh, five-way match for the SmackDown. Uh, so Bailey, Lacey Evans, Naomi, Sasha Banks, and Tamina. <sighs> exactly. Okay, moving on. <clears throat> not their fault. It's not. It's not. Okay, so let's get to the... You, the you, they only have what, what they give them to work with. Okay? <clears throat> and they're not playing to the certain, certain people's strengths. Right. Others are all. trying to push to do things that they're not good at. Sorry, but some people are... I don't want to name names. But some people are not very good with storylines or giving any lines at all. Right. By themselves. No. Or with others. Oh, God. I, I can't. Um, and so here we come to the, I, I would think, the most talked about uh, portion of the night. It actually wasn't the championship match. It came on before the championship match, which is the Fiend uh, Bray Wyatt defeats John Cena? Because it wasn't a match, really. I or guess. was it? Or was it? <clears throat> now, I, it's weird because the flip side, this is the flip side of the, uh, the, the, the Buried Alive match, which is, oh, I'm sorry, the Boneyard match. <clears throat> that the Gravedigger match. <laughs> yeah, the Gravedigger match. <laughs> I appreciated this a lot more for the same reason that a lot of people didn't like it. Because I thought if you're, you know, if you're going to do this without an audience, you might as well, you know, take advantage of that empty ring and make it as cinematic as you can. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, okay, so here we go. Um, so where you had, uh, okay, so John Cena, so this is the synopsis pretty much. So John Cena, um, you know, uh, enters the arena, walking down the ramp and, and he goes, all so right. This is your life. Right, and it becomes this is your life, right? And then it uh, he goes, he gets transported into the Firefly Funhouse, and uh, you know uh, Bray Wyatt's uh, or whatever the puppets are saying, you're about to face your most difficult opponent, yourself. And he goes through the door, and next thing you know, he's coming out as ruthless aggression, John Cena, in, on the episode of SmackDown where he premieres. Right, and so and ruthless aggression is the only thing that he could say. He's just like ruthless aggression, ruthless aggression. Right, and the next thing you know, um, he's off to uh, where? What is he doing uh, after that? He becomes oh Saturday night's main event. So they're cutting a promo where he's Johnny Large Meat. Mm-hmm. Right, so it's like eighty style production. Well, that was great. <laughs> Where he started like pumping iron mm-hmm. and he just like wouldn't stop. Right, right, right. And, and he, he couldn't move his arms. He couldn't move his arms, so he couldn't fight back. He had noodle arms. Exactly. Too many darts. <laughs> and uh, and then so pretty much uh, transforms again. This time he comes out as the the mayor of uh, Reaganomics. No, the maestro of Hugonomics. What is it? I, I don't never get it right. It's a professor of thugonomics. Thugonomics. Okay, thank you. Yeah, thugonomics. So, you know, the so, chain. Yeah. Chain. So he comes out as uh, rapping John. Rapping chain John Cena. Yes. This is the point where Bray Wyatt tells John Cena that you're poor, poor, lonely John. You're poor, poor, lonely John. Aww. <laughs> uh, doomed to be lonely. 
And then um, after that, uh, should, hmm. is this a point where I should like share that I have had dreams before where I'm John Cena's friend? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Because uh, for me, John Cena represents someone that's really lonely and needs a friend. <laughs> yeah, he. I, I don't know, Vandina. It's not. It's not romantic. I just want to point that out. <laughs> it's nothing. It's not a fantasy or whatever. It's just me. I think at my core. Um, my thing has always been to help people. That's why I do the job I do. That's why I homeschool my kids. That's why I help people who need help. And so I just, that's a representative figure for me is John Cena. You can't see him, but I see him. <laughs> and uh, so thank you for that. I love that. That should be a shirt, by the way. Somewhere, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Um so pretty much, so he comes out. Um, uh, let's see, what what else? What is he? Uh, he comes back, right? He comes back, and he uh, he's oh, he, they relive WrestleMania, you know, six years ago, right? WrestleMania six years ago, where uh, the bit where Super Cena was, you know, really in. I think the fans had Cena fatigue. They really wanted Cena to turn heel. And they thought that maybe, you know, Bray Wyatt's character would drive him to the point where he would. And he was at that point where he was going to hit him with the chair, but he decided not to, right? But this time he does, but he doesn't. And it, and he ends up like grounding and pounding the little pig puppet, uh, Huskus the pig, right? And then uh, once he realizes he's been punching out a pig puppet, the fiend finally shows up. And uh, Mandible claws him uh, into submission. And John's... My favorite part about that is when they said what John Cena said. Which was? Remember that? Where he's just like, it's my time to get rid of the most um, oh. overrated, uh-huh. overprivileged uh, wrestlers gotten so many chances that they don't deserve or something like that. Uh-huh. And it was like, oh, he was talking about himself. Yeah. Yeah. That was deep. (laughs) That was deep. And I think this is why I liked it. Because I don't know how this flew under or over Vince's radar. Because this this had so many critiques and commentary about the state of, um, of, you know... WWE One has to characters. imagine that at this point, knowing what happens to XFL just a little while later, that he was like knee deep in that stuff. Quite possibly. Or, you know, The Fiend was selling merch. And so, you know, Wyatt probably may have had more carte blanche than, you know, any other time in his career. Mm-hmm. So that's possible too. But I think it said a lot. Um, you know about about some you know about the way talent is being handled there and i don't know I, like i said i i liked it because i think it had more substance than the um i thought it was like a little art house movie and i <laughs> i like a little art house movie here and there as long as they don't jump around in a timeline i'm pretty good <laughs> that i don't like that i don't like it has to be, what did you say? Linear? linear? Yeah. Yeah, linear. Yeah, point A to point for the B, linear. point C. But when they start, you know... Going point Z to point yeah, B. Yeah, no. No. That's where I can't. And so they did do that. They were on the timeline. They went forward. That's true. And, and I was with them. <laughs> yeah. The only thing that they didn't do that I thought they would have done is his Marine character. That's the only thing that they kind of skipped. Because they went from rapping John Cena to present day John Cena... And they well, kind of glossed over Marine Jones. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, you don't want to mess too much with that because, you know, the the military, they wouldn't want to disrespect in any way. That was my thought, too, because, yeah. you know, they have this going, you know, goodwill mm-hmm. relationship with, with you know, the, the mm-hmm. armed forces. So I figured that's why they kind of did that. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, any other thoughts on this? Intern Mike, any other thoughts on... on because you saw this twice. You, you actually wanted to see this again. Uh, personally, I thought it was definitely one of the most, I guess, like profound things that WWE has produced since uh, the remake of The Leprechaun. 
<laughs> Why are you talking about that? Leprechaun, Leprechaun Origins. Um, I don't know. I just loved how they kind of like used John Cena finally. You know, he, he's an actor, um, and he's willing to do a lot for the company, and uh, it really shows that Bray Wyatt's creative creativity that he has. Uh, so I really like to see that they got to use John Cena for something apart from being in the stands, drinking a beer, and then getting like tombstone by the Undertaker. Which, you know, happens to the best of us. Yeah, gosh knows. Happened to me yesterday. Jeez, I hope that they continue to have The Undertaker in these kinds of matches. That would be great. Well, that's because he doesn't get tired. You could just say, cut, cut, okay, take five, Taker, Mark, you know, take a siesta. No, it's more than that, I think. (laughs) I think something should just, you know... His matches have just gotten more and more theatrical, so why do away with the ring? Just make it all. Yeah, good point. And he'd probably have more longevity in that, you know, in that mm-hmm. respect. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Yeah, that's all I have to say about this year's WrestleMania. I, I just, next year's is going to be uh, in Los Angeles, uh, on this side of the country. We think. Well, it should be anyway. We'll see, depending on what you know, what what's you know what happens. On well, well some people uh, speculate they are not gonna be able to do things like that till twenty twenty two. Well, man, I, do we have anything for dessert this time around? Anything, anything for dessert? I don't think so. There's always something for dessert. Hmm. What about the flower? Okay, okay, okay. So true story. All right, so. All right, so I'm going to leave this, uh, we're going to end this uh, episode of the, the Sandwich Board with a little dessert. Okay, so for weeks now, flour has been really hard to come by. It doesn't matter what kind. You say flour, I'm not talking about, you know, pretty colorful flowers that you pick outside. I'm talking about the flour you use to make bread, cookies, cakes. Right. And biscuits. You couldn't. you can't find it. You can't find bleached, unbleached wheat. We were lucky to find uh, uh, bread flour, right? Yeah. Um, and yesterday... We... It's because all these people, sorry to say it, all these people that are quarantined are buying up all the flour to experiment and everyone wants to be a baker now. And that's great and wonderful. It's helping them get through this. But I feel like a lot of them, from what I see on the internet, are failing and wasting flour. It's sad. It really, it's the worst thing that could happen to bread. And every time I go to an empty shelf with like, it looks like a little bit, tiny bit of flour. It looks like somebody <laughs> was like powdering their baby's bottom <laughs> and then just like left it there. That's what it looks like. It's disappointing. And uh, so things hit a, a crisis point yesterday and we spent uh, a a good amount of the afternoon going from store to store from target chasing flour to i don't know grocery outlet, grocery outlet. walgreens said they had it they didn't they we didn't. almost stopped at safeway and they're all like no. no they're probably not going to have it and then uh there was a neighborhood bodega right because mm-hmm. uh, uh on the corner as most you know bodegas are Right, it was in Seaside. Oh, it was in Seaside. Right. And oh, that's right, because we were in Sand City. Yeah, and we so, you know, seaside. it's one of those places that is like neighborhood, they, they cater mainly to the Latino community, right? And it's like, and like, I have no problem going into, you know, to those places. I grew up going into places like that, right? So I have no problem with that. And so I go in there, and there's, you know, uh, lanchera, like, you know, booming out. There's a, you know, meat counter that's, like, got every conceivable part of every conceivable animal that there is. And and I go in there, and I look, and sure enough, there's just flour for days. Mm -hmm. Why? Because not everybody goes in there. Because some people are maybe afraid to go in there. That's my thought on it. And so... It's not afraid, intimidated. It's like they sure. need to know Spanish to go in there. Right. And, um, yeah, la- money's a, cur- a language, guys. Um, and uh, 
So I had my not pick. just that, but I mean, I'm sure those people know how to speak English. It's oh yeah, an assumption that they they don't for sure. Yeah, I had no problem. Yeah, um, and uh, so was there pasta? Yeah, there's tons of pasta. Was there sauce? Oh yeah, take your pick, red and white. They got it. So did you? Was there flour? Yeah, there was bleached and there was a wheat and there was no shortage. There was no limit. On, uh, you know, I walked away with three bags of the stuff and they mm -hmm. didn't even blink. Why? Because there was a ton of it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you never know. I was so happy on that day. I was... uh, that day you were the hunter and you went out and you found <laughs> food. And I was pleased. <laughs> I was pleased that you, you hunted for me. Yes. Mmm. Flower. That's right. <laughs> Came home with that saber tooth tiger. Tasty gluten. Strapped Was that, That's what I understand about gluten-free flour. What is the point, <laughs> my friends? What is the point of that? Um, so, you know, you never... Gluten you, is delicious. So don't let your, you know, you know, the little bit there is don't let your preconceived notions, you know, deter you from, you know, getting what, getting what you need, guys. Um... Because you never know, you know, you, that, then that's all I got to say. Never know when you never know. Exactly. All right. So that is all the time that we have uh, for today. It's really late. And um, uh, so once again, uh, if you're listening, be sure to share this with other people. Um, Why? Because <laughs> it could be good. You know, be sure to share it with other people. And if you have any show suggestions... Please feel free to, you know, to, um, you know, hit us up uh, on our website. We have a website, sandwichboardshow.com. You can send your suggestions there. I think. And, and you also have, uh, what is it? Yeah, picklebanded at picklebanded.com. You can uh, email your yeah, show uh, suggestions there also. Um, all right, so that's, that's it. And, uh, you know, my gosh, uh, for intern Mike... He's playing Skyrim, uh, and then. So what are you now? Like a werewolf, lizard werewolf? Uh, yeah, I'm a lizard werewolf. I am a lizard man. My name is Poot McNoot, and I can turn into a werewolf. And he also, in his spare time as a hobby, kills people and then hides them. I did so that others mean don't know. To. <laughs> He accidentally kills people, it was an and then and then takes them in the basement, and then whoever saw him kill somebody kills them and takes them into a basement. It's an too. endless cycle, and I can't stop. And speaking of which, <laughs> I'm the pickle bandit, and I'm the bandita. Uh, please excuse me. I gotta go throw some bombs and fall. And we hope you weren't bored listening to the sandwich board. Bye. But if you were, too bad, so sad. <laughs>